This is Norm Holy for WFHB, and today I'm interviewing Ellie Symes, and she is the CEO of the B Corporation. Give me a summary of how you got started. I had, the summer after my freshman year, volunteered with a beekeeper, fell in love with beekeeping, came back that fall to IU and decided to get high for the students on campus. So I got a grant from the Hutton Honors College to do that. That ended up growing in attention. We ended up starting a club at IU centered around it. The club was successful and I was presenting that success to the IU Foundation. Three of those board members pulled me aside and encouraged me to dream bigger, said they wanted to help me start an organization whether that be public or private or nonprofit, came back to them with my idea of doing B technology, and we sort of got off the road from there. So that was October 2015 when I met those foundation members, and then we were actually incorporated about two years ago last week. I know you have a couple of novel approaches to beekeeping, so why don't you tell us about your tracking device? Yeah, yeah. So we have two different products that we help beekeepers with. So Queen's Guard monitors the health of the queen bee in the hive. So if she dies, the beekeepers get an alert about that so they can go in and solve the problem. Then the other one is QGPS, which actually tracks if the hive is, is stolen, which is a increasing problem in the beekeeping industry with hive theft. So those are sort of the two, two product offerings right now. And then to do that, we the beekeepers rent uh, sensors from us that give us the data we need to make that analysis. Do many beekeepers send their hives out of state during certain pollination seasons? Yes. So about two-thirds of our country's hives go out to California each around February each year to pollinate the almonds. They're all still out there right now. There's been some almond freezes this week, which has really concerned a lot of almond growers and beekeepers on whether that's whether the blooms are going to get pollinated. But that's about where most of our country's hives are right now. Beekeeper here in Indiana, follow track them all the way out to California? Not at the moment. These are battery-powered sensors, and it uses a lot of energy to track them as they're moving. We are working on that development, but the focus right now is tracking that stationary object and being alerted when it moves. If you have your hives in the yard, that's what it's really focused on. So how frequent do the theft of hives happen here in Indiana? In Indiana, it's not as much of an issue. Where We see that the issues are more uh, in Texas and California and surrounding states of those two. And there's several. Usually in the almond pollination season this year, we've seen about one a week ported on Facebook chatter. There was a big one this year that they actually end- ended up catching the culprit in Arizona. But they're actually more common than I think than is uh, generally assumed. They usually are taken at night. And it just depends on where the hives are located for them to, to realize uh, and what their labor structure is. So it just depends on their schedule on when they're checking hives. Uh, but usually, you know, usually within either as early as, you know, that next the next morning and as late as, you know, maybe a few days from then, uh, they might realize it's stolen. The issue is, is once it's stolen, it's hard to determine um, where those hives are. So, uh, you know, it often gets reported to local sheriff's offices, but sheriffs often have difficulty determining who is the proper owner of hives. Uh, there's been a lot of encouragement to brand hives so that you can have a mark that is your own, but still at that point, um, some sheriffs believe that it's even hard to determine whether that hive was, was sold to that person or whether that person stole it. 
so really this kind of tracking gives the sheriff's offices the level of data and detail they would need to, to prove that that hive was taken. Your monitor of the hive itself, the, the temperature and the queen monitoring, how does that work? Yeah, so we just use, actually we use off-the-shelf sensors, install them in, in beehives. So these sensors are collecting temperature data, GPS, accelerometer data, and sending them over cell networks. We have a hardware company we partner with to do that. That data then just gets sent in our database and we're able to automate that data now. In our research hives, we are collecting from uh, several different data points of information, determine you know, what are additional products we could offer and insights we can offer on the hive. Right now for our customers, hives, Queensguard uses temperature and then we do GPS and accelerometer monitoring for QGPS. I understand that. So what happens if the temperature inside the hive goes up to 100 degrees? Yeah, so that would be a problem of uh, the hive not having enough ventilation. So the bees do actually beard and fan the hive to increase air circulation to uh, lower the temperature if it gets too hot in the summer. Uh, But sometimes the beekeeper can actually help with that. They can actually crop the inner lid of the hive to increase that airflow. So that would be the case if we did see those temperatures increasing to that. Now, how do you reflect on this in terms of the health of the queen? How do you know when she's in trouble? Several months of research basically linked queenless events in our hives to statistical pattern that was able to pick up on those events. That's really our value. That That's really what we bring to the table. So I can't say exactly how the data is analyzed, but several months researching to, to determine that pattern. If the monitor detects it, gives the information that would allow one to interpret that the queen is in trouble, how is the queen replaced? The beekeeper can replace it in several different ways. They can actually order a queen from a queen breeder uh, and, st- and install it in the hive. Uh, sometimes if it's uh, during a mating season for the bees, you can actually put in a new frame of brood, which is eggs in the hive, and the bees can make their own queen, and that queen can then get mated and start laying eggs. Then the other one is some beekeepers actually grow their own queens, so they have some queens on, on reserve that they would install. Climate change is on us, and now is that going to threaten the hives? Well, I think when you have temperatures that high, it's hard for a lot of uh, plants to grow and get the amount of water they need to, to produce. Um, a lot of those plants produce pollen and nectar that our bees rely on. So if, if those plants aren't able to do that um, through the high heat temperatures then and the bees aren't able to get their food from the plants, then yeah, absolutely, that would cause a, you know, a dearth in nutrition for the bees. Bees are pretty good at managing high temperatures inside their hive, but certainly I think it would cause a cause a nutritional issue or have the bees have to adapt to a new a new diet because I think when you have those increasing temperatures you might over time have a drift of plants um, coming up from more tropical areas that can withstand those kinds of temperatures. So that's that's really what I would see be some of the immediate impacts. I'd like to thank you, L.A., for a fabulous interview. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with L.A. Symes. She's the CEO of the Bee Corporation.